Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do a discussion topic podcast. This one I'm talking about why it's time for diversity to lead the screen. Uh, When I say lead the screen, I'm talking about video games, TV shows and films. This could also be applied to comic book, but saying lead the screen was the best way for me to kind of put that lead the screen and the page however you want to kind of put that uh, i'm your host matthew and uh, this is a topic i've wanted to do for a bit of time i needed to take a bit of time to brainstorm it a little bit and uh, think about what i actually want to say and also take lots of notes which i've got here in front of me and discuss this topic in the way that i wanted to do so so yeah uh this podcast is called it's why it why it's time for diversity to lead the screen. Now what do I actually mean by that? Uh, I would like very much to see uh, more diverse characters leading screens, whether it's TV shows, video games or films. And although there's been some good strides to do this in the last uh, three to five years, I would say, some people might say a different length of time, but I, I would say the last three to five years possibly especially the last two i would say very strongly uh there's been more of an effort to get more people of color more lgbtq characters and other diverse sorts of characters that are out there uh onto screens and i really like it i really like that idea and one thing i want to make uh, quite clear or something i want to sort of clear up as well just about uh, for those of you who don't know who i am because you've either listened to us for a couple of weeks couple of months couple of years however long maybe this is your first podcast that you've heard me on so you've no idea who i am obviously i've said i'm your host matthew so you know my name uh i'm a bisexual white man who uh was uh, born and raised in london so that's kind of a quick very quick little sort of summary on my background i don't need to tell you my whole childhood story i mean most of it is just falling in love with toy story but uh yeah, I don't need to go through my whole like childhood story or go through my CV or anything like that to tell you my, about my background. Just to mention, you know, what skin colour I am, which is white. I am a bisexual man. Uh, very recently came out, actually, it was about four to six weeks ago. Time time flies. Uh, and of course, I'm a man as well. Um, so that's just that's just a little summary of who I am, which I feel is very, very important going into the entire rest of this podcast because... Some people are going to disagree with what I have to say here. Some people are going to agree. Some people might be surprised. There might be a whole range of different emotions towards how you feel about what I'm going to say in this podcast today. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily right or wrong in what I'm going to say. It's just my opinion. I feel it's a positive look on things. But uh, ultimately, I'm quite happy with how diversity has been sort of treated on on, on screen in in the last couple of years uh we've seen a lot more people of color get involved with leading roles i'm going to get into some of them uh particularly dc i want to talk about something that uh, dc is doing as well but i've written down the list um of a couple of different franchises that have had uh white men leading the screen for a long long time one of them's got a small exception but i'll explain that as well and of course I've got uh, June uh, Smollett who played Black Canary in the Birds of Prey film. And I've got Lauren Ridloff who's going to be playing a character in Marvel's Eternals. Which is coming out very soon. I believe that's out in November. And of course she's been on uh, AMC's The Walking Dead uh, for a, f- a few seasons now. And she plays a character called Connie on that show. So I wanted to sort of highlight two of them. One of them of which... I mean I've seen them both on screen. I've seen both June and uh lauren uh on screen i've of course seen lauren in the walking dead and i've seen june in uh in birds of prey and they're both going to be in things coming up which i'm looking forward to uh june has got i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her name so apologies if i'm if i'm butchering that uh but she has got a upcoming hbo max film for birds of prey which i was quite surprised dc decided to go with given how birds of prey was received how it did at the box office but i'm really happy that she's given another chance to shine on the screen and uh, lauren ridloff of course who's going to be in the eternals i'm very much looking forward to that and i've really enjoyed seeing her so far in the walking dead uh, so i'm more familiar i suppose with lauren because i've seen her for more on-screen time but i still like both of them very much i think they're both very good actresses and i just thought i'd like 
because uh, I thought, okay, which I want to put sort of two characters on the featured image. Who do I want to pick? Uh, so those are two actresses that I'm both looking forward to seeing in future things and have enjoyed their performances on things I've already seen. So uh, that's very good as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's good that we're starting to get into an era, whether you agree, disagree, or whether you're toxic towards this situation. Because let's face it, some people are very, very, some people you know, are racist still in the world, unfortunately. There is a certain amount that we can do about that, but people are still going to be racist at certain points. But yeah, some people are going to you know have that stance. Some people are going to be against making diverse characters uh, leads on screen for various different reasons. Uh, one of which is called, I, I believe the phrase is woke trash or, or, or some sort of nonsense like that, which I see commented on quite a bit, uh, which is a shame to see. Um, it's just some certain people's inner, I, I feel it's certain people's inability to accept those that are different to them. Whether it's because you're transphobic and you don't like transgender people, whether it's racist and you don't like people of colour or black people, or whether it's, uh, you know homophobia and you don't like gay people or lesbians or bisexual people take take your pick there's there's lots of different categories of people that do get attacked because those people are different to those that are uh not not uh not friendly towards them i was trying to think of the right way to, way to phrase that and it's a shame it's a big shame and we need to realize more as a society that pe- there are lots of people that are very different you know we're all human at the end of the day but some of us have got different skin colours, some of us have got different things going on in our lives, whether it's a, a gender change, whether it's a sexuality change, whether it's somebody like a wheelchair user or somebody that's got other things kind of going on. Uh, but it's all good with me, as as I've said before multiple times on multiple podcasts, and I've tweeted out multiple times. Uh, it doesn't matter what your race, gender, sexuality, however you identify, as long as you're a nice person. You're more than welcome here on Entertainment Talk. And of course I've done two lists so far. Uh, that took place this year. One was my fr- top 10 favourite. Uh, LGBTQ characters. Which some people genuinely, genuinely couldn't handle. Uh, it was simply just. Hey I'm going to narrow down my top 10 favourite LGBTQ characters. And have fun talking about it in the list. But the challenge of it was. Is I had to pick LGBTQ characters. But I found that fun to do. And it was a good celebration of. Uh pride month for june and of course at least in the uk at the moment we're in uh, black history month at the moment so i did another list top 10 favorite black slash uh, person of color characters and that was fun as well because i had to narrow it down to that specific category of uh of people but it was good to, to celebrate that kind of thing as well but you know i've, I've received comments about both lists i'm not going to get into certain comments but um some people just simply can't accept that people are different to them and it, it is quite sad and those are going to be the people that are going to be against some of the things I'm going to be saying here today. But uh, we won't talk too much about that. This is uh, a chance to further celebrate the the recent, um, how do I want to put this? The recent uplift in diversity on screen, um, which I think is really, really good as well. Um so yeah, talked about. Want we'll, to we'll jump to the jump back to the two actresses I talked about uh, specifically, uh, Lauren. Of course, she's going to be playing a character in the Eternals. That is, of course, an ensemble film. It's not a solo superhero film, the likes like you would have with an Iron Man film or something. So she's going to be part of uh, what I understand is quite a diverse cast itself. But she's a bit of a, a sort of highlights actress to me out of out of that selection, probably because I've seen her on Walking Dead. It's just good to see those uh, actors and actresses on uh, on different things as well. Yeah, so she's going to be part of an ensemble cast. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. Uh, June is going to be a bit of a different situation. She was kind of part of an ensemble cast with Birds of Prey, of course, with uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. She had Huntress on screen as well. Had Cassandra Kane and a bunch of other cool characters. I very much enjoyed that film. Uh, she's, I believe, her Black Canary film. Now, we don't know that much about it yet. The, re- the announcement was only few months ago i think uh i think she's going to be taking the solo lead on that i mean it is supposed to be a black canary film so not like birds of prey or or, or something like that or gotham city sirens whatever that was uh, going to be um but yeah you're going to get to see them in two sort of different situations lauren is going to be part of an ensemble cast which is cool and Duran is going to be uh part of uh she's going to be going more sort of solo and i think she'll definitely be able to to handle that 
Uh, moving on to my next point. Um, talked about franchises a minute ago. I want to go through a little list. I was sure that there was more of these. Maybe I just haven't quite uh, remembered all of them. I'm going to go through a list. These are franchises that I consider to be big or popular. Whether you like these things or not is a totally different aspect. But just in terms of things, things these franchises that are popular. That are either entirely led by white men. Or have got a majority white men leading cast in them. So uh, first one you've got is James Bond. Of course played by lots of different actors over the years. Uh, Daniel Craig at the moment. I'm going to try to see No Time to Die at some point soon. Uh, yeah, been led by uh, white men, you know, for for its for its history and stuff. And uh, that's that's the first one, of course. James, whether you like James Bond or not, um, that's been the situation with those with that film franchise, pretty much. Uh, I'd very much like to see an Idris Elba take over the lead. I'd like to see Henry Cavill take over the lead. I'd even be. I mean, I, I've heard some things about how uh this new james bond film ends i can't spoil it anyway because i haven't actually seen it i've just heard that people were uh a bit annoyed by it and it was to, it was to do with the new female agent but i don't know any more than that because i haven't seen the film so i don't know how that works itself out if you want to do like a spin-off and you want to call her even if you do want to call her 007 and she's called something else bond um i'm totally fine with that I I don't have any t- emotional attachment really to James Bond as a character. I've seen a good amount of films. I think I saw maybe one or two of Piers Brosnan's. Didn't see any before that. And then I've seen all but the last Daniel Craig film. Which was what? Five in total I think. So I've seen a good chunk of, of James Bond. Obviously there's been what? 26 films. I think this, this one's a 26th uh, film. No Time to Die. But, you know, it could be a refreshing change. And that's not to say that you couldn't run two agents in two different film franchises. You could have one that's a female lead. And then you could still have somebody like a Henry Cavill or an Idris Elba leading the James Bond franchise. Um, and again, I don't know how that works out because I haven't seen the new film. But that would be something that would be interesting to do. Um, whether you want to go with you know a, a black male lead with Idris Elba or you do want to do whatever that is with this this new agent I, I think she's a she's a black actress I, I don't know anything really about that character as of yet um I think she's new for this this film I honestly can't remember much about the previous James Bond film so yeah um but you, you could do both of those things um but yeah, that's that could be a way forward for for that franchise. And and I know some people are going to be saying to me, but oh, Matt James Bond has been been a guy all this time, and you can't change it now, and it has to be a white uh, British guy. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, you can make a certain amount of argument that it has to be a guy, but it doesn't have to be a white guy. Um. Doesn't even necessarily have to be a British guy, does it? I mean, why can't an American take that role? I understand it's a very British franchise, but what you're kind of almost ended up doing, if you're sticking to okay, it has to be a white British man, you're kind of narrowing your casting parameters in a way. Um, I mean, I know they've been fine up to this point. They've found all, all the James Bonds so far. But, I don't know. Like, you know, it's been 26 Bond films, is it? Like I said. Uh, maybe it is time for a little bit of a change. Why Why not? I mean, there's, not, there's nothing about the James Bond... I mean, obviously it's his name. There's nothing about the James Bond story that says it can't be... Okay, again, you can make the argument that it might have... You know, maybe a guy or whatever... There's nothing about that whole franchise that says he has to be white. Um, you know? So, anyway, so that was just kind of my, my thoughts on that. Uh, Indiana Jones is the next one. Of course, Harrison Ford. And there was um, uh, the guy from Transformers, she- Sheba something. I can't remember his name right now. He played... I- I've I've not really seen many of the James Bond films. But it's been Harrison Ford for the most part, hasn't it? Uh, Indiana Jones. I do understand that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in the new uh, Indiana Jones film. Don't know what role she's going to take. Don't know if she's going to take the mantle off of Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. Or if she's just going to be a kind of sidekick. 
again, there's nothing to suggest that why can't uh, Indiana Jones be a black person uh, or a person of colour? Why not? Um, and again, this is a franchise that's based off of a character's name. So you've got James Bond, Indiana Jones. Um, again, you could change things up, do a spin-off. Why not if, if Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character works out? Um, you could give her a film or, or something. Depends on how that actually works and what her character's like in, in this new film. Because we don't really know much about that yet. Again, it's another franchise that's gone on for a long, 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 long time. And has been led by a white guy. Um, and just to be clear, I'm not complaining about these franchises being led by white men. I'm just saying that these are very popular franchises that for a long, 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 long time have been led by by, uh, by white men. And just for me, for my, I should, I should have put this part in earlier. Just for me, for my own kind of like viewing interest, <clears throat> I want to see people on screen that are different to me. Uh, I said this in the top 10 favourites uh, black uh, person of colour characters list. It's time for diversity to absolutely get the spotlight more. Um, which again could involve slightly tweaking some of these franchises. Two of which I've mentioned already. But I don't know. I just I, I like to see different characters. I mean obviously there is diverse television and film and games that I do watch and do consume. I'm going to get into one of my more favourite ones in a minute. I just want to see people on screen that are a little bit different to me. Not all of the time, but more of the time. And I'm not saying that we should, like, permanently ban white male leads for projects. You know, or for, for screens, media, however you want to sort of put that. But let's kind of try to shake things up a little bit. And just just try and shine a bit of a spotlight on people that are different. You know? I, I just think it would be... A bit of a just from my my again my personal stance, it would just be something a little bit more refreshing to see, and it would give me a bit of a different perspective on I don't know watching watching characters that have a different perspective, a different upbringing, a different background, um, different sexuality, um, different uh, genders, that sort of thing. I just want to see a bit more of that, and and again, I do think in the last specifically year or two. We've had a lot more push for it, and that's been great. But um, yeah, I just want to see some of these other franchises try try a few more different things, maybe. So, um, but yeah, it's Indiana Jones. The next one I've got. There's an exception to this next one, but I have a point to add to it. Uh, Doctor Who is the next one. The majority of the time has been led by a, by a white man. Uh, again, there's no reason that Doctor Who can't be black. Um, and yes, obviously Jodie Whittaker, and of course you had, uh, Mandip Gill, and I think it was Cossin Toll was his, was his name, uh, which was the, uh, black female, they were kind of all leads, weren't they, because you had, uh, Bradley Walsh in there, they were kind of like the four, the, the group of the four of them, uh, in the last two seasons, when Jodie came in, and the other three joined her, and she had three companions instead of one. Uh, that was a that was a more refreshing change and a more refreshing attempt. Unfortunately, the writing didn't really stand up and really help it, and that's a, another point to sort of pin as well. But um, yeah, it 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 was a refreshing change to see. Not only a female lead led Doctor Who. There's no reason why you can't change it to that, and that's been proven now that there's no reason it has to be a guy. Uh, and of course, we had the other diversity in there with uh, Tossin Cole's character and Mandip Gill's characters. Those were good to see. Um, there was even uh, Bradley Walsh's character's wife, I think, was was in there as well. She was um, a black female character, not really kind of a lead character, but she she was in there as well, which was good. Um, I have a feeling. Because Jodie Whittaker's... I can't remember how they're structuring it. But this next season is her last, isn't it? And Stephen Moffat, I think, is coming back to, to do the show. Instead of Chris Chibnall, I think his name is. Um, I have a feeling that BBC is going to go back to a guy. Whether it's going to be a black guy or a white guy, I don't know. But I do think they're going to go back to having a male lead. And I do think that male lead 
will be a white male. Um, and that would disappoint me a little bit because it was nice and refreshing. As good as like Matt Smith was, as I mean David David Tennant's still the best Doctor to me. Uh, Christopher Eccleston was alright. Christopher Eccleston was was when I started watching Doctor Who, and the only one, the only era that I missed was uh, what's his name, Peter Capaldi. I just wasn't really quite into watching that actor play as the Doctor. Uh, plus, I'd gotten a little bit tired of Doctor Who by that point after sort of Matt Smith, and then the the thing that kind of did bring me back in was okay, they're changing things up a little bit. They're bringing in a female lead. I really like Jodie Whittaker already. She was in, uh, what was it, Broadchurch that she was in. I already liked her. Um, that's not to say if they cast an actress that I didn't know or didn't like, I'm, I wouldn't have taken interest. But it was an interesting kind of change for BBC. And I'm very surprised with, let's just say, the way the BBC are, or the way the, the, way the BBC can be. That they actually decided to do that. So I'll give them props for doing that. But I just have a bit of a feeling that it's going to go back to a, a guy afterwards. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next one I've got is the Avengers. Not necessarily Marvel. Not necessarily the MCU. But Avengers. When you think of Marvel or the MCU. The leading main group is the Avengers. You've got the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you've got some of the other groups as well. Um... Again, mostly led by uh, white men. I don't know if they've been a thing. They've been a thing in comic books for for decades. So there's that golf as well. Um, I'm quite interested in the change that the MCU is going through at the moment. I'm really, really liking it. Actually, it's it's another way of refreshing something um, because uh, you've not got Iron Man anymore. You've not got well, at least Chris Evans, Captain America. Uh, Hulk is still there. Obviously, Thor is still there. You got a new Black Widow. Black Widow's a female anyway, so that's that's already fine. Um but all of the rest of the cast, at least from like, you know, the, the MCU Avengers films and whatnot, uh, were all white men. <laughs> so it's been it's interesting to see that Ironheart is gonna be added. She's a black female, at least from what I remember. They've yeah, she's from the comic books, isn't she? Um, I can't remember the actress that was cast, but she's got a series. I don't think it's a film. I think it's a series in development. That's interesting. Hawkeye's got his adopted daughter. I did think it was biological daughter, but uh, Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld. That's interesting. Captain America is now a black guy. He's obviously, uh, oh, what's his name? Sam Wilson. Um, changed from, well, kind of kept his Falcon wings, but he's just added his uh, Captain America shield. So that's interesting to see. You're going to get She-Hulk as well uh, in the upcoming um, Marvel series. It's an interesting way to me. And again, I'm only speaking about my opinion at the moment. Um, It's an interesting way to change the franchise. Especially a franchise... Because like like some of these, James Bond, Indiana Jones, Doctor Who, Avengers... Have all been going on for a long, long time. And obviously there was Marvel before the MCU. So you've got all like the comic book storylines... It's just an interesting way for a franchise to look at things and say, okay, you know what, we've been doing the MCU for 10 years, we knew we were going to break the Avengers up at some point, and now we have to sort of rebuild the Avengers. And as we've gone from film to film and seen, you know, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the mantle get passed to Sam for Captain America, and then you go over to Black Widow, Yelena getting obviously the, the, the new Black Widow role there. And going over to, who was the other one, Hawkeye that we're going to see next month. Hayley Steinfeld's going to be put into kind of that role. I know Hawkeye's still there, but still she's going to be trained up to do that. She-Hulk's obviously going to be introduced. It's an interesting way to change up a franchise. And I just want more franchises to try things like that. Now there's risks attached to it, of course. People that don't like, people that basically don't like diversity are going to be against this. I mean, I've already seen comments online of like, oh, look how they're changing our Avengers into woke garbage. Just like, just stop. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of one to highlight here because that's one that I've really taken like big sort of investment in and and really followed for a long time. But you know, we 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 knew that eventually the Avengers was gonna would gonna be broken up and kind of rebuild. Uh, you know, a new Avengers or a young Avengers, whatever they're gonna decide to do. Um, so I think that's uh, been a really refreshing sort of change to me. That's that's the main highlight to me is a, a refreshing kind of just. Just changing things up, not keeping things so sort of stale, I think as well. Uh, the other one I've got listed here is Justice League. 
uh, obviously you've got uh, now it depends it depends which members you pick because for the Avengers you've got well let's take the MCU group you've got Iron Man Thor capped Black Widow Hulk and Hawkeye I know that you've got like Nick Fury as the director and all that stuff and then you've got Agent Coulson but I'm talking about the main Avengers members uh, that's pretty much them. Obviously for uh, DCEUs, what's left of the Justice League, you've got Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. I know that Martian Manhunter was added in at the end. Um, and he was going to be in, I think, a Justice League 2 or whatever they were going to do, but we'll probably never see that. But um, again, another big popular group, mostly led by white male characters. And again, it's not something I'm complaining about, but it's just something I'm I'm pointing out in terms of big popular franchises that have a surprising lack of diversity, I suppose. Um, now you do have obviously um, Cyborg in there. He's 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 a he's a black guy, obviously played by um, Ray Fisher, which will probably never ever happen again. So congratulations, DC, uh, for pissing him off. Um, and then obviously you've got Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, which is a female. Uh, they're, they're all pretty much lead characters, aren't they? Because they're all one big ensemble group. You can argue that the, the Trinity is the lead with uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. But still, it's another big franchise that's kind of... Um, I mean, <laughs> it is the major difference. This gets into a lot of different things. Here's the major difference between the Avengers, MCU Avengers and the DCEU Justice League. The DCEU doesn't even really have a Justice League anymore. So for me to... If I was to sit here and say like... Oh it will be time for them to refresh it. We don't really have a Justice League. So I can't really get into the same thing... As what I've just mentioned with the Avengers. Because the Avengers is still ongoing. Still connected. Still very much part of the MCU. They're rebuilding the Avengers. Justice League is just kind of MIA. At the moment. Because you've got members that are missing... Because uh, you've got Henry Cavill, Superman, who's nowhere to be seen. You've got Ray Fisher, Cyborg, who pretty much isn't coming back. And you've got um, uh, what's his name, uh, Ben Affleck's um, Batman, who's going to be back for the Flash film. But I doubt we'll I doubt we'll see those people come back for a Justice League. Is is my point? So, in terms of refreshing that version, I'm looking at current versions of things as well. Uh, there is no refreshing it because there is no more Justice League at the moment. So um, I, I won't get into that point because there isn't one to sort of dig into there. Next one I put is not Ghostbusters. Um, why I said not Ghostbusters is we did have the female reboot attempt. I think that was in 2016. Gosh, that was five years ago. Time flies. Uh, I really enjoyed the female uh, reboot of Ghostbusters. I really enjoyed that film. Uh, and of course there is a black... Um, uh, both in that film and in the and in the original Ghostbusters, there are black leads in that film as well. And of course, with the female uh, Ghostbusters, it was well entirely female led, so you got diversity there as well. Uh, but another franchise that kind of, I mean, yeah, I was I was going to mention Ghostbusters, but um, that's one of the bigger IPs to not really put in there. That's why I put not Ghostbusters. So. Um, that's getting, I don't know when the new film is out, but that's supposed to have some of them returning as well. Um, so just overall, um, oh wait, I do, I do have more of them to mention as well. Um, I'm going to get into the rest of these that I have to mention, which is franchises, uh, the, the franchise thing. Then I'm going to get into what DC is doing as well. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show um so you've got original Star Wars, um, and arguably the main character out of the original Star Wars, Luke Skywalker. Yes, it's great that, uh, of course, um, Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. Uh, I really miss her, actually. Um, Carrie Fisher, of course, uh, Princess Leia, and of course you've got Harrison Ford as Han Solo. All very iconic characters. Um, but obviously with the new trilogy of Star Wars, you had Daisy Ridley, you had, what's his name, Oscar Isaac... And John Boyega. Um, That was a really good cast as well. So you've got the original Star Wars that kind of... Again was sort of led by a white male. (laughs) And I know Star Wars started a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, But that's another one to to, to mention. Uh, A franchise that isn't really ongoing per se. But again has got two uh, white male leads. um, Which is Back to the Future. Um, I hope that we never get a reboot of Back to the Future in any way, shape or form. I don't even want a Ghostbusters... Ghostbusters. I don't want a Back to the Future 4. I really, really liked the uh, trilogy. Let's say the current trilogy of uh, Back to the Future. Then a few others I just want to kind of mention as well. The Inbetweeners, The Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead has got a lot of really, really, really good diversity. So that's another good one. But Carl and Rick are the main two characters... And those are white male leads. Do you see how many? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to sort of pick on these franchises or anything. It might seem like I am. I'm just simply going through and pointing out these are big, popular IPs, um, that have still got um white male leads, and there's there's a surprising amount of them. So I just wanted to kind of mention them from that, and uh, that was that was pretty much all those. Want to get into something that DC is doing, um, because. As much as I've said, you know, it's good to have diversity on screen. I think it's time for diversity to lead the screen. I'm very much all for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made the podcast. Um, There's a certain amount to be said for forcing the issue. And this is what I think that DC has kind of... Yeah, there's a certain amount to be said for companies that try to... Let's say incorrectly forced diversity in almost the wrong way. Because there's one thing to have diverse characters in your media, whether they're lead characters or not. If you as a company try to look at the media that you're making and think, oh, we haven't got enough diverse characters, let's just put some more of them in just because you want to kind of be inclusive for the sake of it. There's a certain amount to look at in terms of, okay, if you if you come up with just like, okay, we're going to put, let's say, this black female character into our piece of media. And you feel like you're just putting that character in there because you have to. There's a certain amount to be said for if you do something like that and it generates the interest of diverse audiences because they'd look at it and see diverse characters and you've got to make sure if you're doing something like that it doesn't have to be for every character but you've got to be careful about the way that you do it because I've seen it incorrectly done before and I'll talk about that in a second um, for not writing for the character properly maybe killing the character off in a way that's not very good um, giving the character a lack of screen time um, or just not writing well for the character 
And that's what I feel DC could be doing at the moment. Let me explain what I mean. So the incident that's happened with Ray Fisher, I've no, I've noticed a particular pattern from DC. Uh, this is more specifically with their DC films, whether you want to say DCE or whatever, DC films. Ever since the fallout from Ray Fisher, obviously he accused Jeff Johns of different things, obviously Joss Whedon of of different things for the set of Ju- on the set of Justice League. 2017 that not the Snyder Cut the Justice League or the Justice League as it's kind of been nicknamed um where his character was sidelined and just not really fleshed out very well I remember coming away from that 2017 Justice League film and I remember thinking I don't really care about that cyborg character he didn't really stand out to me didn't have much interesting material wasn't really fleshed out it's amazing when you go to Zack Snyder's Justice League and I came away from that film when I, I remember thinking I want to get a Lego figure for this character now. I've got these little Lego DC Lego mini figures and I actually understood the character. I understood what the character was even able to do because yeah he's a cyborg he's kind of a half man half machine but what can he actually do and that film explained it so much more and as Zack Snyder promised... Uh, Cyborg is the heart of his film and he very very much was and I'm not going to say I fell in love with the character but I really understood the character and cared about him a significant deal more than I did after 2017's Justice League now after that debacle happened with Justice League um, which was basically the problem there basically was is Warner Brothers should have waited for for Zack Snyder but they didn't Obviously, Joss Whedon's a huge part of the problem there. But that problem was kind of, if you rewind a bit, caused by Warner Brothers. Because they're the ones that actually said, let's get Joss Whedon in here. Uh, and you can kind of understand why to a degree, because of what he did with the Avengers films. But still, it, did, it didn't work, obviously. Um, ever since then, I've noticed a pattern. Not necessarily from 2017, but from, you know, the debacle happened a few years later. DC's trying to fix themselves and course correct and do all sorts, you know, sort themselves out. DC's done a lot of person of colour or black actor castings since then. What I genuinely think, not necessarily DC, but Warner Brothers is doing, is instead of trying to publicly fix the situation with Ray Fisher because I still see tweets from him now and again of like accountability over entertainment I very much stand with him and of course there was also the issue where the fallout from that he was removed from the Flash film the version that was supposed to come out in 2018 was replaced with Sasha Kali's Supergirl and as, as excited as I am to see her I think she could be a very good addition he was replaced by her in that film Almost, most of, if not all of, maybe not all of, most of the big characters that DC has cast since then have been people of colour. I don't have an issue with that at all, as I've just stated multiple times in this podcast, I want diversity to start leading the screen more. So I'm quite happy that we're getting, you know, uh, gender, call call it gender swaps, you can call it race swapping, whatever you want to call it. Diverse versions, I would say. Of certain characters who I'm going to list in a minute. I think this is DC's attempt to. Instead of fixing the problem or the situation with Ray Fisher. I think it was sort of okay let's try and just paper over those cracks. Instead of fixing those cracks let's paper over those cracks. Show that we don't have a problem with diversity. And cast a whole bunch of person of colour characters for upcoming roles. Now I've got a list of them here. Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, for the upcoming HBO Max film, is going to be played by uh, Leslie Grace. Um, Take on the role of Barbara Gordon, daughter of uh, Commissioner Jim Gordon. June uh, Smollett, who I already mentioned, of course Black Canary. That was after Justice League, so was the Leslie Grace thing for Batgirl, was after Justice League. Jim Gordon, for the upcoming The Batman film, was after Justice League. Um... I put some other ones in here. Where did I put them? Uh, I put some. Yeah, they have set up an um, a black bat, a black uh, Superman 
film. We don't know much or really anything about that yet. But we know that they're going for a black writer, black director and black, from what we understand, black Kal-El Superman. Which I remember doing a podcast on that when that news came out. And my main complaint wasn't, oh I don't want a black uh, Superman. My issue was, you've already got a Superman that you've had since 2013 and his name is Henry Cavill. And you're just not using him. Now this isn't a direct. I kind of accidentally said at the time recasting. Wasn't necessarily recasting of Henry Cavill's Superman. Because again this Superman was supposed to be on his own earth. Or whatever they're doing. So it's not a direct recasting. But it's almost an on screen. It's almost a big screen replacement. Because I still don't believe that they're ever going to bring back. Henry Cavill's Superman. Whether it's going to be a cameo in Flash. Or um, Black Adam. Or giving him his new superman film which has taken eight years already eight years seven eight nine years 2013 eight years yes um which has taken a very very long time to do obviously we did see him this year but that was in a film that was shot a long time ago which was Zack Snyder's justice league you see the pattern merging here and again i want to stress this isn't me pointing out oh dc's casting a bunch of black um people for for their lead roles i don't have a problem with that but i don't think it can be labeled as a coincidence that after you fall out with a black actor and don't fix those problems you start casting a bunch of people that are black or person of color actors is that a coincidence obviously we had some other ones that weren't uh black actors so you've got like robert pattinson's batman um You've got obviously the the rest of that, or the other some of the other of that uh, Batman cast, such as uh, is it Paul Dano as as Riddler, and then you've got Colin Farrell um, as uh, as Penguin. So obviously those are white leads, but still, I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. I think that's DC or Warner Brothers trying to paper over the cracks of the situation with Ray Fisher. Which I think privately has been addressed. I've heard like a few audio messages and stuff that were leaked online. Or I don't think they were even leaked. Of uh, Ray Fisher talking to somebody at um, Warner Media or Warner Brothers. But I'm, I can't take that as not a coincidence. Or oh, sorry, I can't take that as a coincidence. Um, Yeah. Plus you've got, I know it was a little bit further in development but you've also got um Dwayne Johnson as as Black Adam which I I understand they were supposed to they, they were trying to do that for a long time so I don't think that's necessarily part of it but still I I still think my point really stands with that so to just to to so yeah just to summarize I'm getting a bit uh I think tired is maybe the word to use tired of seeing characters that are similar to me I suppose. Um, and one uh, one example I almost forgot to bring up. Because I've scrolled down past it in my notes. One of my favourite shows of this year. And a show that I really deeply connected to. Which has got its own specific reasons. It's a show called Love Victor. on uh, It's on Hulu and uh, Star on, on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's got a person of colour lead. As the, as the guy that plays Victor. It's based off of the film called Love, Simon. Um, but it's sort of a, it's not a reboot or anything like that, it's it's almost kind of like a sequel in a way, because uh, Simon's character is used in, in certain areas, all of which makes make sense and all that sort of thing. Um, Love Victor for me is a, is a particular situation where I don't connect with Victor obviously through being a person of colour, because I'm obviously a white person. It was to do with his, um, the journey of his sexuality. And seeing him go through season one and struggling to come out. And then seeing in season two once he was out. Um, him try to figure all that, all of that out. And I very much did connect with that. And Love Victor was one of the shows that helped me to come out. Um, which I'm, I'm massively appreciative of. But that's a show that's got... It, it's got this really almost perfect mix for me. Where I'm watching a character who's going through a journey that's very similar to mine. But Victor's from a completely different background to me. He's got more of a religious family. He's got a different background to me. He was brought up with different types of parents from different backgrounds. 
so I don't relate to him on that angle, but it was like I was watching, or still am, because there's going to be the third season, it's like I'm watching somebody from a different background go through the same journey as me, and as much as I like the film Love, Simon, and he was from somewhat of a similar background to me, um, watching Love, Victor every week and, you know, all, all that sort of thing, it was... I really liked seeing, again, somebody from a different background to me go through the same journey, um, and yeah, just you know, have have the show help me uh, come out in the end. So um, that's a that's a bit that's a bit of an example of a situation where um, the show's worked great for me in terms of its diversity. Because I was watching somebody from a different background who's different to me. Which is what I mentioned earlier. I want to watch people on screen that are different to me. That's not to say again that we should like banish white men from TV or something. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not expecting that. But let's, uh, let's try and balance the scales a little bit more. You know? Because as, as I mentioned there's a lot of franchises still going on. Uh, that have got white male leads. And... As I said with the Avengers thing, sometimes it just works a little bit when you refresh certain things. So maybe maybe, maybe that's a way that we could look at uh, media and entertainment. Because um, it's not just about... Because some people have got the impression that it's just about, okay, let's just stick a black person on screen because... Um, and like I said, you do have to do a good job with if you've got specific diversity things or diverse things happening in your show you've got to make sure you service those characters um but you've got two different examples of that one of which is like with love victor when it's centered around a diverse character somebody is going through a sexual sexuality change journey and somebody who is a person of color and has got a particular background that's where okay you actually well you need the diversity because the show is about a character who's diverse then there is other situations where it's like, okay, the show is not necessarily centered around diverse character, but if you want to mix up your characters a little bit, have different characters with different backgrounds and perspectives on life, and you have to be in charge of writing, or the, the people obviously writing the thing have to be in charge of writing uh, what the characters do and say and how they act and everything. And that's where you've got to really get things right. Because I'm not in agreement with this whole sort of check in a box thing. Sometimes that can be done and it can work in the wrong way of certain studios, as I said before, just feeling like they need to shove diverse characters in and not give them anything to do. That to me is the wrong way to do it. And obviously there's there's various different contexts to that. It depends what your story is, what your character is. There's obviously loads and loads and loads of different variety in terms of how that can work or, or not work in, in certain situations. Uh, so... Yeah, it's also not just it's not also just about the diversity on the screen. You also need diversity in your writers' room because if you are going to have diverse characters in your in your television show or your your thing that's going on screen, your, your piece of media, if you're going to have that, you do need people in your writers' room, not necessarily your show showrunner, but people in your writers' room who have got different diverse backgrounds, so they can actually speak about or put those ideas forward. Um, to strengthen those those characters, which is the way for me to kind of do it for for me that you've got to kind of do it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, this podcast is also all, almost forty eight minutes, so I'm going to stop here. I think I've made my point. Um, but yeah, I'm happy in in the last couple of years of how diversity's gone. Obviously, those people have got they've got particular mindsets about not liking diversity. You're not going to be able to really change those people's minds, which is a shame. But uh. That's the way the world works, unfortunately, sometimes. But then there is safe spaces on the internet. There is positive people out there. There is diverse people out there. There's people that aren't diverse. that are still all good and all supportive of diverse storytelling. And that's more of what we need of in the world. Because like it or not, like it or not, whether it's me, you, somebody else, we're all humans. But there's people that are different out in the world. We're not all the same. Um... And it's just time to show show those different people. Show what they're about. Show those stories, I think, definitely. So, 
Anyway, uh, I talked about quite a lot of different things here. I'm sure some of you have got thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I'm sure some of you have got concerns, whatever. Um, write in, let me know what you think of everything I said. If you want to have your own input, you're more than welcome to. On this situation, of course, if you write in telling me some sort of nonsense about whatever to, to, to do with diversity, if you don't like it or something, then just whatever. Uh, but anyway, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're looking on the post version for this on the website, there is a little email box. You just fill that out and that saves time so you don't have to type in our email. And if you want a really quick way to email us, there is the email name listed in the show notes. You click on that. That will take you straight over to an email app of sorts. And you can write in to us through that way as well. So take your pick of the different options, how you want to write in. Uh, thanks everybody very much for listening. If you want to find all the different content that we've got, it's available on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look at those as well. I'm uh, going to be doing a Last of Us podcast in a minute, and I've got the Gaming Talk podcast in about an hour, so I need to kind of uh, hurry up a little bit. But uh, And then uh, tomorrow we've got a football game to watch, Atlanta, who uh, Man United are playing. And, of course, we've got the Walking Dead podcast. And then I'll figure out the rest of the week from there. Liverpool as well, of course, on Sunday. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, check all that out, entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, you can either listen to more episodes that we've got. There's loads available, five years' worth, over a 1,000 podcasts. Go and check them all out, either on the website, entertainmenttalk.org, or search for us on your favourite podcast platform of choice. Um you can also let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. Just tell them the different places that I just mentioned as to where our content can be found. Word of mouth, social media, just spread the word. If you want to do that, just word of mouth or social media, Facebook, Twitter. That really, really helps us out as well. So take a look at those options uh, for all of that. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, so you can go and have a look at those things if you want your TV and your film news so you can find out who DC's casting next for their projects or any TV and film news pretty much David's got you covered geektown.co.uk and geektown radio for all of that uh, so you can check that out as well Bex is streaming daily over on uh, Twitch uh, Trista by Trista B-Y-T-E-S go and give her a follow over there, you can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalk UK, for my different video game streams. And if you miss any of my streams, you can find the archive later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.